0: Jung thought of the self as a four-dimensional entity that that extended across time and space. That was the totality of you. It's the absence of consciousness that is creating terminal crisis.
1: The ultimate reality, not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self. We are the ones we have been waiting for
0: our world needs us now hello and welcome to the connect and evolve podcast my name is Ben Holt and it is an honor to introduce you to some of the greatest health and wellness experts artists spiritual teachers and innovators of our time the intention of this podcast is to provide you with the necessary tools and understanding to create a beautiful life full of empowerment abundance and sovereignty for you and your loved ones through conscious conversations and guided experiences we will be expanding to new horizons and discovering what it means to be fully expressed so thank you so much for being here and without further ado let's dive in yo welcome back everybody to another episode of the podcast such a blessing and honor to have you here and i cannot wait to share this epic episode with you today before we get into our guests who they are and their magic that they bring I wanna tell you about our sponsor for the day. Our sponsor for the day is Awakened Breath, Breathwork Facilitator Training. I am the creator of Awakened Breath, and over the years of studying breathwork all over the world, practicing many different breathwork techniques, both myself and sharing them with others, Awakened Breath is the umbrella of the different techniques that I have found to be the most effective for everything. In this breathwork facilitator training, it's six weeks, it's all online, and we're building a community here. So in this six week online training, you're going to learn the three pillars of breathwork, relaxing techniques, activating techniques, and freedom techniques. You're going to learn over 20 different styles of breathwork that you can share with your clients whether you're a coach, a therapist, a yoga teacher, Reiki practitioner, As long as you are a health and wellness professional or an aspiring health and wellness professional that is interested in breathwork, this training is for you. In this training, you don't just learn how to facilitate breathwork, right, or one style of breathwork, but you become a breathwork specialist. This is what really separates Awakened Breath from other breathwork facilitator trainings. You learn so many different styles of breathwork and the foundation of those styles so that you know exactly what type of breathwork to share with your client to help them to achieve their intention. So if you're passionate about breathwork and you want to start building a career being in service to the health and well-being of others, if you want to become what I call an entrepreneur healer, then I invite you to go to connectandevolve.com forward slash breathwork and apply for the upcoming training starting April 15th. Let me know that you heard about it on the podcast and I will give you a sweet little discount. Okay, my guest today is Mr. Ronnie Landis. This gentleman is a Jedi, he's a wizard, health and wellness professional. He's an expert and he's been in the field for a long time. You will hear his wisdom permeate in the podcast. We did this live in Austin, Texas, at his house, and we were both sick. So please, <laughs> funny enough, we were sick. We had caught a little uh, cold, and uh, it was it was a few months ago. Whenever the weather was pretty nasty, so forgive us for any any sniffles or any uh, hoarse voice. I had a hoarse voice at this time. Forgive us for any of that. And the content in this podcast is amazing. So hopefully you can overlook the sniffles and all that good stuff. So. Without further ado, Mr. Ronnie Landis. Enjoy, guys. Much love.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Ben.
0: Absolutely, brother. Thank you. Um, I'd love to just jump straight into kind of your backstory. I, f- I found you on Instagram and instantly realized that, oh, this is a brother doing the work, the, the real work, and uh, really integrating a lot of fifth dimensional concepts mm-hmm. into the reality in which we live in. So please just give us a backstory on what brought you to where you are right now.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, great way to introduce it, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you the, the short story. So um, when I was a kid, I was raised in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been in martial arts since I was four years old. Bruce Lee was my surrogate male role model. Nice. And um, something just clicked when I was a young kid and I watched the movie Enter the Dragon. Mm. And it was like something archetypal within my subconscious brain clicked on. And uh, from that moment, I became just obsessed with martial arts and fighting and combat and and also the philosophy of martial arts and Eastern, you know, it it got into like Eastern spirituality and mysticism and, and, um, you know, Taoism and things of that nature, Uh, uh, Bushido, the samurai philosophy and culture. Mm. And that was a lot of my upbringing. And I was traditionally raised in martial arts through karate and taekwondo and Studied many many other arts along the way and then when I was in my late teens and early 20s I was competing full-time in taekwondo and also running a martial arts school Mm. So I had about 500 students under my belt as a head instructor And I was also competing full-time as well And my aspiration was to go to the olympics And so I got into the health thing because I had a series of knee injuries So, when I was 18, I had my first knee injury. I tore a piece of my MCL on my right knee through overtraining. And that taught me a valuable lesson about slowing down pacing, um, becoming more effective with my training, and then also looking at sports performance from a nutrition perspective. Mm. You know, looking at how food affects the body, affects recovery, you know, inflammation, things of that nature. And so that kind of started that part of the journey. And then long story short, I had another knee injury, and I was playing basketball all the time as well. That was another mm-hmm. passion of mine. And then I had another knee injury on my left knee, tore a piece of the cartilage in my ACL. And so going through the recovery process of that, I got really deep into rehabilitation, therapy, corrective exercise, um, learning more about physiology and anatomy and the muscular system, and, um, you know, from a fitness perspective, and then, you know, one thing led to another. And then through YouTube University, I got down the rabbit hole of holistic health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And then it started off with the raw food world, you know, getting into the raw food diet. Mm-hmm. And that opened up a massive, massive rabbit hole for mm-hmm. me. And I went deep into cleansing and detoxing and alternative therapies for healing quote unquote, incurable diseases, cancer, diabetes, heart (laughs) disease, um, every single, you know, digestive infection, hormonal dysregulations, nervous system imbalances, um, psychological and neurological problems. Mm -hmm. I got really fascinated with how to heal the body. And then eventually that got into healing the mind. And then then I was able to figure out that the two are inseparable, Mm-hmm. You know, when you heal the body, you also heal the mind. And when you start to heal the mind, you you spontaneously start to heal the body as well. Right. So they work in tandem together. And then I, I realized later on that they're actually one and the same. Right. The body and the mind are actually the same. And the biggest problem is that in our hyper intellectualized culture, we have developed. Um, uh, we've developed a, a compensation strategy, if you will, for dealing with stress and trauma and anxiety and all these these internal uh, conflicts, these internal tensions, and we've disassociated from the body and split off into the mental sphere, right? Split off into the element of air, without learning how to ground into the earth. Mm-hmm. And there's also a deep metaphor there which is actually getting grounded on the earth. Mm-hmm. And that was part of my healing process with my knee recovery was getting barefoot on the earth. Mm-hmm. I read a book called Born to Run by Christopher McDougall mm-hmm. as I was going through the raw food cleansing path. And so, you know, that that what opened up for me and changed my timeline from being a professional athlete into becoming a professional holistic health practitioner, a professional nutritionist, an author, and a speaker. Was I basically just asked myself a question: What would happen if I adopted a one hundred percent raw food vegan diet? I didn't really know anything about it other than I was hearing all these stories, and the way that it came to me was that this must be the thing, yeah. Because I have never heard this before, so I was like, I'm hearing all these incredible stories about healing, you know, people that had like they were overweight four hundred, five hundred pounds, yeah. and within a year or two years on juice cleansing, they were able to to knock that down and and you know um, healthy weight. Yeah, yeah, balance balance out and, and you know, basically get their, their health and their life back. And mm-hmm. I was blown away by this. Mm-hmm. So I just asked that question, ran an experiment, and then what ended up happening was not only did I completely heal all the inflammation in my body, wow. completely healed my knees. I had a consciousness awakening at the same time. And simultaneously I also started connecting deeper with nature. Mm-hmm. I started getting into sun gazing. I started getting into barefoot connecting with the earth. Yeah. And that did two things. It it the electrical the ionic electrical surface of the earth actually actually powers our bioenergetic body. We might call that our light body. It's yeah. basically our body is an electromagnetic <clears throat> generator and we have an auric field or or science calls it a biofield and that is actually the determiner of physical health yeah it's not actually the physical body itself it's the energetic body that determines the health of the physical body Mm. and so we need to charge our biofield and so when we get plugged into the earth bare skin to the skin of the earth direct connection to the earth it actually charges our field and it charges our adrenal glands yeah. as well. And so I, I started doing all this getting into rivers, you know, bodies yeah. of water, you know, so it's like it's interesting like because I have this this model of the four quadrants of the of human optimization, right. you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, then that connects to the elemental aspects of earth, air, um, Uh, water and fire right and so it's all it's all kind of a mirror they overlap on each other and so that started to happen so combining these things together within 30 days I completely healed myself of all prior issues that I had become accustomed to that had become my normality became my my accustomed reality and uh, that set me on a deep deep rabbit hole into the nature of healing every looking at every single conceivable diet under the sun trying to figure out okay what are we designed to eat yeah like really right right because because i came from a processed food diet you know eating out of a box driving in a box going to work in a box living in a boxed in reality Mm And that's pretty much what most people live in as well. Yeah. And so as the boxes started opening for me, then I started to question everything. Right. And um and that's kinda of how I started the path. And that was about twelve years ago. Awesome. And you know, speeding up to today, it's like I've 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 gone through every single thing I could I could look at when it comes to all aspects of holistic health and then looking deep into the nature of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, all forms of trauma, um, sexual trauma, childhood trauma, um, you know, uh, st- deep somatic stored trauma, you know, stress fractures, psychological issues, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And my, my quest has been about how to integrate all these things together to create a lifestyle of not just healing but of human evolution, right, and, and embodiment.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, I'm super excited to touch on the map that you've created, the four quadrants. Um, But first, I I would love to touch on the diet, the raw food diet. Yeah. Um, Because I know juice cleanses work uh, amazingly, but I know that a lot of people that go vegan end up um, having some adverse experiences. Yeah. Um, And so I've been seeing just a huge craze for this um, organ meat, Mm -hmm. meat, honey, (laughs) fruit these this interesting diet that kind of seems like it combines paleo yeah a little bit of ketogenic um you know healthy organic grass-fed and i wanted to kind of get your your opinion on that and and what you experienced with the raw food diet maybe because i'm sure you shared it with a lot of other people and they had experiences themselves oh yeah and what your thoughts are on like stuff like organ meat for example and steak
1: Well, so I've gone through a full scale, like evolution in my own journey in that mm-hmm. over the last 10 or 12 years. And it started out for me in the raw food diet. And I've written many books and given hundreds of lectures and um, been around like the top people in that world. Yeah. And so I've, I've seen it from a particular timeline at its height. And then I've also been in the health world to see these trends kind of like a bell curve. Yeah. And I've seen what's stuck and I've seen what's gone and I've seen the the balancing out of the extremes. Mm-hmm. So then you have like, so for example, like an extreme would be like an all, like a 100% raw food, all vegan, leaning towards fruitarianism yeah. would be like the extreme extreme. Then the other side is like pure carnivorism. Like, absolutely no plants. Yeah. Right. It's just pure. And then, and then I'm sure there's, there's, there's subdivisions of that where it gets even more refined out. Sure. And so you have the extremes. And what I've learned about the extremes and diet is that you can play in the extremes, but ultimately you're looking for the middle way. Right. You're looking for the balance point, the homeostasis point that's going to help you regulate and balance out. As a daily thing right and there's there's two there's two things that I I I share with people to help them determine what's a good approach mm-hmm. for them and what season and cycle they're in mm-hmm. because everything is dependent on where you're at what your goals are what condition are you coming from um, everybody is very unique metabolically digestively mm-hmm. hormonally psychologically some people psychologically are not going to be able to do a certain type of diet their human design may not actually allow them to do a certain type of diet um, because their actual their their nervous system is not designed to to play in the extremes right so anyways there's there's anabolism and catabolism right there's an anabolic approach and a catabolic approach so if somebody's coming from a western standardized processed food type of diet they need to cleanse before they try to Mm -hmm. go into let's go into paleo or let's go into keto or let's go into the meat-centric diet. Right. Um, that could be really helpful. <clears throat> However, what I know about you know, things like parasite cleansing right. and liver, gallbladder cleansing and clearing out all the debris in the body, the colon, the digestive system, all the gunk. That's what you learn in the raw food world. If right. anything, you learn about what actually gets built up in the body. And how we actually need to clear out all the junk, all the silt, all the all the residuals, residual toxins and byproducts that have built up in the organs and the blood. Yeah. And so that would be a catabolic approach, like going on something of that nature, like alkalizing the blood, purifying the blood, rebuilding the blood, clearing out the the organ system, the kidney, the colon, etc. And doing that for a certain amount of time. And that will be incredibly powerful for people because it lightens the load. Right. So in that case, we're going from an extreme of a standardized junk food diet and we're just we're cleaning everything out. Right. Now, at some point from there, once somebody's cleared out the foundation of their body, now we can build back on a clean foundation. Right. Because then the the challenge there is a lot of people feel so good. That they associate that to the diet, right? Which is a logical association, sure. But it's 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 a piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, now what are how am I going to rebuild my foundation? And then that's where we start to look at, you know, upping the density of our diet. And eventually, that will lead most of us, <laughs> as it led to me after ten years of being a vegetarian, it led me back to sustainable, ethically harvested animal products. Yeah. And um, that was a profound experience that I had re- reintegrating back into that. Right. And then I, I ended up experimenting with kind of a, a pseudo carnivore type of approach mm-hmm. um, for about three months. And then eventually that felt really heavy for me. Right. So then I found, okay, cool. Like I'm, I, I, I refed myself. I, I took some time to refeed and get my body kind of saturated with um, high grade animal nutrients. And then I was able to find the balance point and, um, and that, that would be an anabolic approach. Right. That would be a growth. So the whole thing with the diet is we're trying to find the, the, um, the Goldilocks position, the balance point between anabolism and catabolism. And that's how you master the diet equation is mm. if you can just think in those terms of seasons and cycles, summertime, spring cleaning summertime okay cool i mean it's gonna be more more like sweating yeah more perspiration more 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 hydration salads salads light yeah right and just light stuff then you get into winter and fall then you're loading up more it's more of a it's like feast and famine right Right. in a natural like in a natural aboriginal indigenous survivalistic setting right
0: seasonal eating
1: it'd be seasonal eating right yeah and and um One other thing I want to say about this, too, I have to mention, um, because one of the Mm. things I was trying to figure out for many years was like, why do people believe what they believe? Mm. You know, this is the first time in human history that we actually have the luxury to even choose a diet,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: an eating approach Yeah, that is completely lost on most people. Yeah. Now, that was never actually an option for people. Every single diet was based on their situation and circumstances What's and available. what they could procure and gather and hunt or, mm-hmm. or forage. And we have the luxury to pick all these things. And I look at certain things like the the paleo diet and it's kind of like, it's, I, I look at it all and kind of get, a, I, I kind of like, I, I have to just smile and laugh. I, I get it. It's convenience package. It's, it's marketing. But this idea of like having like a paleo caveman on the gluten free cookie or something, yeah, um, you know, I, I smile at it, I poke fun at it, only because I want people to understand that this is it's it's an experiment that you run on yourself based on health, yeah, not based on dogma, not based on anything other than i'm going to run an experiment on myself to see what works for me yeah. so i can actually fuel myself i can get vibrant i can get vitally healthy in my body so i can do a mission yeah exactly how
0: how good do i feel in my body exactly that's the only thing that you really need to ask yourself yeah that's awesome so it seems like the raw food diet and the juice cleansing is really the detoxification process. Absolutely. So the raw yeah. food diet people as you said, people would get lost in that thinking that oh, oh yeah. I feel good because of the diet. No, it's really just because all those cheeseburgers are now out of your system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well it's it's both. Yeah. It's both. And we, we could do a deep dive into that, mm-hmm. but the the thing with living food is that there is actual what's called biophotonic life force energy. Yeah. And biophotons are essentially packets of light that charge our cells right. and people can go deep into like Fritz Albert pop and and like um, like study like biophotons, essentially what comes from the, the frequencies that come from the sun. Right. And that's what charges our cells. That's actually where real energy comes from. And you know, like ATP and the, the Krebs cycle like yeah. that, that, that that's all true, but it's actually the photons of light frequencies that power the cells. And that's, what's transmitted into the plant itself right and then that's what we're we're receiving particularly from like a cold press fresh juice right for example um so so there so there's there's both you are getting you are getting a nutritional component and you are clearing things out right um the challenge with that is though you can't really build a a sustainable structure long term on just plants now i i did it for a while but but mind you, I'm not doing that anymore. Right, right. Um, you you need you need to have an integration. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
0: So I'm curious, the biophotons that correlates to the Krebs cycle, the ATP, our energy source. Yeah, is that's obviously in correlation with photosynthesis.
1: That, that's right. Okay. That's
0: and, it. And so my question is something I've been learning lately. You know, just how necessarily eating oats and eating nuts and eating even spinach and green leaves may not be good for you because they have this defense mechanism sure and you know what we've been taught our whole life like the healthiest thing we can eat is a salad right right. right so how does that work in correlation with something like spinach
1: okay that's a great that's a great question okay. to address so <laughs> one of the reasons that we domesticated these plants and hybridized them is to start weeding out their their toxic alkaloids okay the, the toxic components that make them inedible. That's one of the main reasons for domestication of, of lettuce, right? An actual wild lettuce is very small and right. it, it has opioid compounds in it. So that, that's not it, it's edible technically, but it's it's not sustainable. You can't actually feed yourself on it. Right. A, a tomato, for example, is very small. It's a berry botanically. Right, right. You know, apples, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So um. So the thing with that is, it's not like a piece of spinach is is like a death trap or something. Sure. It's what it is. It's the it's the bioaccumulation of an excess of a single plant or a genus, a species of a particular plant, like the Brassica family, <clears throat> kale, uh, uh, St. Uh, Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, Yeah. Okay. Thank you, kohlrabi. You know yeah. all that kind of thing. They came from the same genus, and so if you eat too much of that in too short of windows and you hyper focus on that, you're gonna bioaccumulate those oxalate compounds, for okay. example, or whatever other compound uh, that are that are that are in minute amounts that build up over time. Right. So that that's really the big problem with that. But this whole thing that like plants are toxic is completely ridiculous yeah. because I lived on a plant, a primarily plant-based diet for 10 years as an athlete, we, as an athlete. Yeah. And we, we look, we, we've all, all of us in the health field have all been doing this too. Yeah. The salad is not going to kill you. Right, right, right. Just like in the vegan world, the, the common paradigm was that
0: a steak will kill you.
1: Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And that was believable too, because the idea is like, yo, I'm going to eat this steak and it's going to ferment and putrefy in my yeah. gut and then it's going to you know I'm going to create like and that's true in like certain quality that's quality you know like factory sure. farming and all that kind of thing so so you can see like the ex- this is the problem with the extremes right because it creates its own identification which ultimately creates a culture and it creates its own religion so religions tend to battle against each other for supremacy right. of their own identity and so they're going to essentially oppose one another. Right. And that's what I've seen with some of those arguments. They're 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 not based on a balanced perspective or based on like a single distinction that I just gave you. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, and so I'm curious, um full disclosure guys, we had no idea we were gonna talk about diet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that at all, but this is great because it's something that's been coming up a lot uh-huh. for me lately. Um, the difference between, you know, you have guys like Liver King on Instagram and, and sure. Carnivore M D. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, these guys are eating steaks every day. Yep. Liver, tons of animal products yep. every day. And Liver King is jacked to the T. Sure. He, he's absolutely yoked and he's you can see it in his eyes, he's very healthy. Yeah. Um, and so the difference between like, you know, a farm raised, um, grass fed, grass finished steak and a processed grain fed steak is there a big difference whenever it comes to the decomposing of that within the, the I mean, there,
1: there is going to be, there is going to be some sort of difference. Like um, I I can't speak to the specific specifics of that. They could, they're, they would be more interested in that than I am at this point. Right. There's, there's going to be some kind of difference, but you know, when I think of, you know, a lot of the people that I've seen that are really hyper focused on on a particular diet, whether it's the, the carnivorism idea is very new in our, in our kind of health paradigm. It's a new emerging kind of idea, just like the ketogenic diet was. Then you saw all these subdivisions of keto. It's all an experiment. Sure. All of this is all of an experiment. And I think I have a unique perspective because I've, I've crossed, I've, I've crossed over, Right. The spectrum of the experiment and all of it led me back to this 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 common sense wisdom, which is that the middle way is the way sustainably long term for most people. Right. right. You have exceptions to the rule. Like I learned this, you know, from one of my mentors, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, who is a. Uh, legendary you know raw vegan physician right. eighty years old he's a yogi like like deeply spiritually embodied human being um has helped countless people heal from diabetes and cancer etc wow and he made a good point one time you know about this whole like fruitarian thing because you had this whole subdivision of like S- fruitarians that are mind you new to the yep. game right and you know how it is when you're new to something and you have a positive experience all of a sudden you know everything absolutely and that's the problem here is that yep. people come into something and they have profound experiences just like medicine ceremonies right. plant medicines and all of a sudden i know everything right and um, one of the things he mentioned about that was that there's always exceptions to every rule, right. but you never want to make the exception the rule. Right. And so about from a metabolic perspective, about 70% of the population are what are called fast oxidizers, okay. which means that their their metabolic type is going to thrive more on a moderate to high fat based diet, mm-hmm. whether it's plant based or it's animal based. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be the the um, the norm, and then you're going to have uh, another percentage of people that are going to be slow oxidizers. They're going to thrive better on a carbohydrate dominant kind of diet.
0: Interesting. Does that correlate with the doshas?
1: Yeah, it does. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Because I I've experienced, I've learned a little bit about the the Ayurveda and and the doshas, and I'm a pitta dosha, uh-huh. so uh-huh. I kind of thrive with like I like spicy foods. But I shouldn't be eating too many spicy foods. Uh-huh. More of like a salad. I love cold things. I mm. love like good pizza that's cold. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I prefer yeah. it cold than yeah. hot. Um, so I'm curious if if you have anything to add on that.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's uh, and that that's interesting because. People that tend to be more warm-blooded, so to speak, that run run hot or warm already, they tend to do good on raw foods. Okay, like I did really good for a long time on raw foods because it was cooling. Right, it actually balanced out my internal fire that I had. Right, Um,
0: and I do enjoy raw foods. Like I love taking salmon, putting it in like a spring mix, and then just eating it like that. Right, it's wonderful. Right, so. Cool, man. That's awesome. Well, we could sit here obviously and talk about totally. diets all day. That's yeah. really cool. And and I love what you said. Like, it's it's an experiment, and it's like the next ketogenic diet. It's like the iPhone twelve, and then the thirteen. Is it?
1: Then... What happens is you develop an identity around it. Yeah. And you're, and then all of a sudden it it dominates. It creates a filter in which you're looking out at every other option. Right. It becomes like black or white or or like this or that. And this this is the ego. Right. Yes or no is ego. Right. And so what we have to do and what medicine uh, medicine work is so good at doing is it dissolves boundaries. Right. And it creates an inclusivity where all things have a purpose. And then it takes the the whatever the story or the the identity away from it and then it just becomes a tool. Is yeah. this tool what it what's the tool that I want to utilize right now?
0: Yeah. Wow, I think if Liver King uh, got told by his physician that he had to go on a raw vegan diet, he'd just kill himself. <laughs> as you said, the ego—you know—it's like
1: I'd love, to, I'd love to see some of these people, like you know, I'd love to see them before and after, like yeah. a, a series of ayahuasca ceremonies, for example. Yep. And I'd love to see how how their perspective on things shift as those boundaries get dissolved in a more, maybe a more broader awareness is created.
0: Right. right. And just paying attention to what your body wants and what it what it what it needs, and right. tapping into that and being connected with that, um, that's been really important for me. And I was allergic to red meat for years. I don't know if I got bit bit by a lone star tick. They have a tick that you get bit by and oh, then you have an allergy to red meat. But I've been noticing that I've been since I've been doing a lot of detoxing with Combo, I've been able to reintroduce red meat into it, my yeah, diet. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and and it's been you know sometimes I'll be like oh steak. Like, gotta have a steak, man. Uh-huh. And it's so nourishing and so so good, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished steak. And so it's interesting. But I want to move forward. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to touch on your book, bro, because it's this is something that you recently created. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. You have a copy for me, which I'm really excited to dive into it. But it's a big, thick book that looks like a very good, fast, easy read as well, which is my favorite. Full of information, easy to read. Um, and I'd love for you to touch on that, um, addiction free lifestyle. Yeah, It's a name and, um, your, your experience with addiction, how you've helped people heal from addiction, and then also your perspective on trauma, your, your experience yeah. helping people heal trauma, because it's also something I'm, I'm diving into quite a lot these days.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. So this really came through in a big way, um, in 2020 for me. Or yeah, twenty yeah, it's it's all blurred to me now. But it is <laughs> right. it in that time period, it really came to a head for me. And I've been looking at addiction and trauma for many years, um, mostly as a researcher. And then I started over the the last five years. I started going through. I started entering into more like medicine work and with ayahuasca and then psilocybin and you know, things like MDMA assisted psychotherapy and. Then I started working through my own psycho trauma, mm-hmm. and, um, and then eventually going really, really deep into it and unearthing what I call trauma boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the stored trauma in the somatic system in in the psyche, all the areas that our heart gets blocked off and the, the, the channels of energy get blocked off and um, all the things that inhibit us from being a fully expressed human being mm-hmm. in our bodies. And the addiction thing came up because I started really going through my own addictions, developing, noticing how I developed compensation strategies, coping mechanisms, which we call addictions they are essentially right. just coping mechanisms right. to deal with whatever we're mm-hmm. not able to deal or don't want to deal with within ourselves. Most of that in the, the 3D world is stress, anxiety. Uh, grief, sadness, um, you know, angst, you know, internal tension, all that kind of stuff. Right. 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 Um, that obviously all has deeper roots, but those are the symptoms. Right. And <clears throat> so for me, it was things like tobacco mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a while back it was things like pornography mm-hmm. and masturbation and, you know, like what people might call a sex addiction. Um, even though like very conscious in most cases, but also in some cases, not so conscious right. and kind of riding that line and then developing deep, deep internal conflict, like deep lack of integrity and being conscious of it at the same time, which was doubly perplexing. Absolutely, Because I'm highly conscious and aware of what I'm doing and I'm also aware that of the of the effect it's having on me, but I seem to not be able to reconcile this. Yeah. Um, because I'm just going, 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 yep. and I'm not stopping and pausing and feeling everything in my body and doing the the embodiment work. Right. So, going through my own process was the deepest teaching for me, and so I I got really, really inspired. This book came through in a vision, and I got really inspired to start working through my own healing process my own recovery process as I'm going through the writing of the book. Mm. And it basically just wrote itself in eight months. Wow. Um, Deeply, deeply researched, deeply scientifically researched, um, very experiential from my personal experience and cross connecting so many different puzzle pieces that I've never, ever seen put together in any kind of mosaic on addiction. Right. Right yeah and so there, there's a lot there's a lot in there
0: yeah i yeah i'd love to touch on the trauma aspect right um because from what i've been learning i and currently in the process of becoming trauma informed technical um and integrating that with the plant medicine facilitation and yeah. the breathwork facilitation and from what, from what i understand the trauma needs to be really Categorized in a timeline, it needs to be recalled. So, basically, you know, trauma. Whenever we have a traumatic experience, is fragmented, kind yeah, of all yeah, over the yeah. body. Uh-huh. So, bringing it into um, the now, right, and not being viscerally reacting, react, reactionary to the experience. Whenever we're writing it out or saying it, and then putting it in the past and allowing for it to be in the past, and kind of creating that timeline. But then also Peter Levine's work, where uh-huh. he does a somatic uh-huh. experiencing. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do that. There doesn't have to be any memory yeah. recall. Yeah. Um. And so I'm curious about what, what your experience with that is and, and your approach.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so that's good. So essentially what's happening with child, like something like childhood trauma, which sure. is where it ultimately stems. Actually, that's not actually where it stems. As I found out through deep ayahuasca journeys hmm. of unearthing deep soul trauma. So that's a whole other category that I started to become aware of is soul mm. trauma. So you have childhood trauma, you have visceral trauma, you have psychic trauma, emotional trauma if you want to categorize all these different things. like yeah. it, think of it like in, in layers and levels. And then some old souls have soul trauma left over from past lives. right We could go deeper into that. I, I could do an to. entire episode just <laughs> on that subject. Just yeah. understand we have been here beyond, beyond this life and this body. Oh, that yeah. is actually a scientific fact Yeah, that, that I actually put that in the book, by the way, there's Beautiful. a little, so there's a little snippet on that. Um, so
0: go as deep as you want to that, bro. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> well, so,
1: so just, just understanding that there are levels and layers to this thing called trauma. Yeah. And so it's, it's a journey. It's right. it, for me, it became a quest. This became a quest for me to excavate all these aspects of self that were unresolved and that were creating uh, that were creating problems in my life through subconscious patterns. Right. And it wasn't, and, it, and so it's not so simple of like, okay, like I have this addiction, I have this habit, I just want to stop it. For some people, it is that simple, right. you know. Um, but if it's if it's used as a way to medicate. A deeply embedded trauma response, then we have to understand that the addiction is not actually the problem. The addiction is an attempt to solve the problem. The problem is that we have a a void or an internal disconnect or dislocation within ourself that can only be, it can only be satisfied through love. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that and so that that's that's the journey is the journey of love into self and, and right. having so much love for yourself <laughs> that you're willing to actually explore all those aspects that were previously unheard and unseen and unfelt. Mm. And so this point that I want to mention, though, about, you know, let's say childhood trauma, for example, mm-hmm. what what ends up happening from a from this timeline perspective is that. You know, time in of itself is a construct. Time right. is not real. The numbers you have on your watch, the 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 Gregorian time management system, the calendar is is essentially made up. It's an attempt right. to organize a concept of time through 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 scales and numbers, right? right to satisfy the mind. Um, what happens though is that we get stuck between the past and the future. In our nervous system, check this out. Our nervous system goes into a fight or flight reaction state based on whether we're stuck in the future or the past. We're essentially stuck Mm. in time because we're not fully integrated and embodied as a a whole embodied human in the present moment. So there's a part of us that's stuck in the past, which means that we're going to be hyper- Uh, hyper, uh, the past would be parasympathetic, right? So we're going to be way too parasympathetic, right? We're going to be, so that's just, what's that? That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, mulling over the past, depressed, compressed, apathy, apathy, lazy, passive, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have the, the, the hyper sympathetic system, which is like always thinking about the future. So anxiety feeling rushed, feeling like there's not enough time. Yeah. Where's all the time going? Yeah. That kind of thing, right? And so I'm just I'm just like I'm just weaving this this whole thing around yeah, time yeah. together to get to the point, which is that what what happens with a childhood trauma, for example, is that when something had happened to us, whether it's a sexual trauma, it was some sort of abuse, whatever it was the The emotional impact that was made on that child was crystallized and imprinted within the so, the somatic system of that child because they didn't have the ability to process it effectively, right? And have the nervous system do it, right. let alone the guidance, right? So right. it made an emotional impact, and it, it it. So there's a there's if that was never healed and integrated, as we go through the developmental years into adulthood there is an emotional piece of us that has been undeveloped and is actually stuck at the moment of that imprint. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You take a snapshot of the moment. Yeah. And then it gets stuck. So, so essentially you're actually a part of you is stuck in time. Right. And that's, so what, what has to happen is through whatever process needed, we have to be able to go back to that moment and liberate that stuck, energy um and and free it so that so that so all of us can come right back to the present moment right right
0: liberate that energy whether it's from the body the mind and and like you said earlier it's all in correlation with one another yeah and so you you find that through somatic work is the best i think that's the most effective Mm -hmm.
1: because ultimately it, it is all through the body right like the mind the emotions the the spirit you know, spirituality, all all those type of even trans, transcendental experiences are all right. still happening physically. Right. You know, if you have an emotional experience, you're experiencing it through your body.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: You have a spiritual experience through the body. You're still experiencing it through the body. Right. And then then that gets into another area of like, okay, what is this body actually? Yeah. This is a multidimensional biotechnology. Yeah.
0: Where the soul lives. Exactly. It's, well, and, you know, some yogis and babas will say that our body lives in our soul, but the body is, is I find, the seed of the soul. Um, and that's really interesting, you know, especially with the plant medicine work. It correlates really well with trauma because with trauma recovery, whenever people, whether they do cognitive behavioral therapy or EMDR, um, then what they do after that for the integration of it all is yoga yes or qigong yes. or or different styles of breath work uh, but primarily yoga and really you know a lot of people who have experienced um, sexual abuse have trouble getting into poses and then they start to really integrate into feeling safe in those spaces right and then that safety's in place and then they can fully integrate that experience and there's no longer that loop just the, the loop
1: yeah. right exactly
0: yeah and and it correlates really well with you know say you have ayahuasca experience if you come home and you're not doing something to embody your experience in an yes. integrative process, that could be traumatic, you know,
1: yeah, it's actually worse to <clears throat> excuse me, it's actually worse to have a consciousness awakening to have a greater awareness of things and not act on it yeah it's actually that's actually far worse than being ignorant of the options available, right. right. Because now you now you're in a, now you're in a real conundrum, <clears throat> yep, right
0: yeah, and that's that's a huge piece of the issue with this psychedelic renaissance that yes. we're experiencing right now and, yes. and the plant medicine cowboys uh, <laughs> running around <laughs> you know blasting everybody off and and um, you know the, the best thing that's offered is an integration document, maybe if, if they're lucky. And
1: And what am I going to do with this? This piece of paper, right? Like I need, you need, people need to be shown and taken through practices. Yep. And
0: it's, it's been awesome to see how many integration coaches, you know, first it was for me personally, it was, Oh, the Bufal various. And then nobody knew what it was. And then everybody knew what it was. Uh And then everybody's an integration specialist. And then Mm -hmm. it's gone through this, this, this process. Right. And I've watched it grow and, and expand so quickly as things do in the West. Um, but in and so what I did initially very quickly, I was like, oh, there needs to be like a something that is being given to these participants, these patients that are coming in um, because they were going right back into the streets of New York City, right, which is you know really, really intense. <laughs> obviously, and their nervous systems is wrecked. Um, so I created a, a document which basically you know had the different steps for integration, getting lots of nature, putting your bare feet on the earth. Um, taking time for yourself, taking salt baths, journaling, you yeah. know, these basic integration pieces, but then links, boom, 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 uh, boom, uh, you know, uh-huh. yoga with Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. Go to go do yoga with Adrian on YouTube, you know, and I tell everyone and then now we've integrated film uh, videos of our facilitators create doing these flows. And so people can just access it. But still, it's not enough. Yeah. You, you need yeah. somebody there saying, hey, you know, I got you. It's all good. You're safe do this yoga flow today you've got this you know whatever the integration coach is going to say and so it, it, which is beautiful to see that we are at a time right now where that's really being the integration is being integrated yes into the the what all used to be self-help is now this like spiritual health and wellness mm-hmm. embodiment you know scene if you will or um yeah so it's just really awesome to see and when it comes i'm curious when it comes to addiction I, lo- I loved what you were saying earlier when we were just talking in the kitchen on getting to that root cause. So do you find that whenever in the healing of trauma, once you do the, the somatic work, the trauma healing therapy, whatever it may be, that the addiction just falls to the wayside?
1: Yeah, that's, um, ultimately, yes. Okay. Because um, there's chemical addictions. It, as, absolutely. As well. And it, yeah, so there, there's, there's a multi-tiered aspect to it, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and uh, the short of it is, yes, that is the answer. Got it. Um, what, what you're dealing with is you're dealing with essentially an identity issue. So when somebody is in the throes of addiction, they've developed neuro patterns. They've developed um, uh, behavioral patterns. They've developed the, the chemical codependency right. that happens through certain substances that have been patterned in. Um, and all these things form an identity with the thing, right? right. And so that becomes part of somebody's identification of right. who they're used to being. And so that's, the, that's really the biggest problem. It's not even the chemical withdrawal aspect. That can be worked out with the right supplementation, the right, right diet cleansing approach, you know, infrared saunas, cold plunges, like colon hydrotherapy. There is so red light therapy. There's so many things that can actually help reboot somebody's dopamine neurotransmitter system and get them chemically balanced. Right. The hardest part is the psycho-emotional <clears throat> aspect because right. all addictions are are formed as some sort of an attempt to medicate. A trauma right and that's the emotional aspect when you deal with the 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 emotional water element of the human experience that's where all the trauma is right and that's why it's so tricky to navigate because it's slippery and if you don't have a physical base and you don't have a a balanced psychological base then it's gonna be really hard to navigate the waters of the emotional area right um so so it, it it's it's a bit of a journey Sure. Of integrating a holistic health approach, there's 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 two things or there's a few things I think are super helpful for this. First, somebody has to develop a purpose and vision for their life. Right. Because the person that they're used to being does not have a vision and a goal greater than their circumstances, right? So that that is that is like number one. Now, it's not necessarily easy to get there. And it's something that progresses over time in our life um, through certain processes that we go through in life and pursuing our goals Mm -hmm. that they have to have goals. They have to have something they're aiming for to pull them out of what they're used to. And then you need lifestyle patterns that you anchor in like five things like a fitness routine, movement. You know, nutritional protocols, right. getting clear on your sleep and recovery patterns, starting to create rituals for getting to sleep. And waking up in the morning, by the way. Yeah. Going into like a breath work practice, a yep. cold shower, morning meditation, a morning routine. Doesn't have to be just something to just get your energy moving in a direction so you can create momentum.
0: You become present in the body.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. The, the the consistency of the thing creates momentum and that momentum force will start to create a greater force than the 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 compressive force of the addiction. Right. A positive force is always greater than a negative force, but you have to do upfront work first because the negative force has been so patterned that it's a bit of a wall that you have to push against. Right. So you just have to know that going in is that you need a certain amount of time that you are going to consistently and maybe even relentlessly put enough energy into the positive things that eventually it does completely collapse the negative force of the addiction itself, which we could just call resistance. Okay. Just call it resistance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with all that said, this, this is part of the vision and the purpose Is that the embodiment piece Is actually what completely transforms A human being in all areas Right. Because once you're able to Psychosomatically Attune you turn yourself To a new version of yourself Not as a concept But as a felt experience In your body yeah. It creates a brand new reference point In your body And also in your mind and then when that happens, you need to have like breath work is the ultimate, it's the ultimate anchoring point. Right. So anchoring that in with a breath work practice can help you lock that in. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change overnight, but it will accumulate if you practice it every day.
0: Cause you feel it every day.
1: That's right. And that's right. why working out is so important because yeah. it puts you in an embodiment pro it puts you in embodiment experience. Absolutely. And what I tell people is like between sets, instead of just like doing nothing sit down do some breathing yeah like lock it in like just keep locking in that that inspirational motivational growth type of energy that you feel when you when you get the adrenaline hit from the the workout absolutely D- layer on another thing. Okay, cool breath work. I'm going to actually use this for my own healing. I'm going to use this window right here for my own transformation mm-hmm. beyond the workout. i mm-hmm. I'm not what am I working out for? So I can get strong and have big muscles. Yeah. No, I'm working out because I know that if I voluntarily put myself through resistance, then life won't need to do it for me as much. Yep. But here's the kicker is that if I don't voluntarily put myself through uncomfortable situations to grow, life will create resistance for me in order for me to grow. Absolutely.
0: I love that. And I, I love the concept of of doing some some deep belly breathing and just focusing the breathfulness, right? Just focusing on the breath, like a mindfulness meditation or Vipassana meditation. Because you're working out and you're working in. Yes. Right. Yeah, I, exactly. That's, that's beautiful. And I, I can't wait to actually do that. <laughs> Instead of, you know, like you know I, and i mentioned the dopamine detox to you because i i have that habit of like oh well let me see well who messaged me on on instagram or if this person messaged me back or if you know we can stimulate this conversation for yeah. what's next what's next what's yeah, next yeah, yeah which ultimately as we know leads to anxiety because we're in the future
1: right right
0: <clears throat> um that's brilliant man and i I, I love that. And that's actually a practice. It's a reason why I developed dynamic breath work, which is basically uh, a glorified version of Wim Hof breath work. It just had some some extra elements. But And I, when I'm teaching people, I tell them, you know, when and it's kind of like this quote by Muhammad Ali, I'll say in a little while, but when you get to that stress response, when you exhale all your breath and you hold your breath, when you get to that feeling of I'm about to die or pee on myself, <laughs> right? That's when the magic yes. begins to happen. Yeah, yeah and how long can you rest in that mm. that's and and it directly correlates to how long you can rest in the suck of life the squeeze of life cuz it's going to fucking happen yeah right the third dimension is full of 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 just opportunities to to get you i mean we're going through one right now you know i'm like can't wait finally i've been to puerto rico utah sedona florida uh austin now in the yeah. past month yeah finally ready to get home and do christmas and just relax and then you know, the sore throat and then you go and, and we just had pipes break in the house. And so I'm constantly observing this, this kind of squeeze of the third dimension, um, always something right. And that breath work teaches you to rest in the stress, to rest in the stress. And, uh, so I, I just totally understand and feel exactly what you're, what you're saying and now realizing how it correlates to everyday life. Um, brilliant brother. Let me see. I, I'd love to talk about also... <clears throat> I mean, we could talk about your book for days. I actually want to grab one of these behind me. The map. Your, yeah. your map. And I, I heard you call it something earlier. Not necessarily a map. But the reason why I like this so much is because whenever we're doing such deep work, such multi-dimensional work, it's really important to have a lens, Yes, I find. It's yes. really important to have a, a, a map. And it's something that I... Have kind of been lacking lately. It's my map has been. The map is you, right? Uh And uh what you feel, and what your intuition tells you to feel, and what you need to experience. While I've watched my colleagues and mentors say, the lap, the uh, the lens is Vedic philosophy, or the lens is the hero's journey. And for me, I'm like, Mm. well, I mean, it's not that for everyone. Yeah, I get it. In which you're, you're you're trying to convey a message. And for me, with especially with the Boofall of the message has been, you know, when you have this experience, it opens up your ability to really begin to experience your true self and develop your true self. It clears the pathway, yeah. basically. It, yeah. it It's the pressure washer that cleans the filter. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that looks like for you is unique to you. Yeah. Um, and so I really like this because I feel like this is applicable for everyone. And so yeah. I'd love for you to touch on this.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll go through, I'll just run people through kind of a, a short, short idea here, what I'm proposing with this. So this, this map is what I call a whole human optimization map. Right. And this is like the byproduct of the last 12 years of everything that I've been into. So <clears throat> you can't see it, but the way that it's laid out is that there's four quadrants to the human experience. There's right. the physical, there's the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And so, and then there's, there's a few different like layers here. So for example, then you have the elements, which is earth, air, water, fire, these correlate to the, the physical aspects of our human experience. Those are the energetics. Those are the elements I should say. There's an elemental aspect to who and what we are as human beings and the, the energy that we produce. Uh, case in point, your zodiac sign, right? So your, your sun sign is your dominant zodiac sign. Right. I'm a sunside Taurus. So that's an earth sign. Mm-hmm. Then I have a Gemini and I have a Capricorn. So two earths, one air. Right. That's helpful information to know. It is. So then I know for me, I am my personality structure is dominantly earth and air. Okay. And so Physical and mental, right, which is absolutely true about me. Right. And so those so then those two areas are the first two to integrate the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. And then in the map, there's a whole series of specific um, departments. So for physical, it's nutrition, movement, strength and flexibility, training, cleansing, detoxification, somatic release processes, sleep and recovery rituals, and then nervous system integration. That being the core is the integration of the nervous system itself.
0: Right. And so you would say that does it correlate to the Zodiac system? So, for example, I'm uh, Aquarius, Sun, and then Virgo, Moon, and then uh, Cancer rising. Okay. So mental, physical, emotional, Earth, water, air. Absolutely. Um, Not in that order. So I would kind of want to focus more on these aspects in my life in order to be grounded. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are going to be your foundation. Gotcha. That's going to be your foundation. So as you move into like the emotional water element, then you're dealing with things like healing attachment wounds, Mm -hmm. core wounds, mother, father wounds, emotional intelligence, training, um, sexual trauma, inner child integration. We get into more of those emotional, aspects of the human experience um like a pisces cancer scorpio is going to work specifically in those areas and Mm -hmm. i know many pisces in in scorpios and they're all water dominant right mutable signs right so it is interesting how that all does play um Mm -hmm. into it but ultimately the whole idea is to become a fully integrated human being right it's just you know what your foundation is that you that you rely upon, and then that gives you the ability to navigate the other quadrants um, more effectively.
0: Right, because it's interesting. Because a spiritual fire, um, I don't have any fire signs in my in my zodiac. when well, there's like three different zodiacs, I think, the sure. Western and Eastern. Yeah, but the sacred medicine, uh-huh. reverential prayer, music, dancing. I'm like, oh, this is me. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. But here's the thing: they they all. They all f- they all start and end with the body, gotcha, so that's the whole that's kind of the map is that you start with the physical body yeah. and you navigate through the other realms, but it all is it's all there to integrate the body as a multi dimensional mm. uh as a multi human in a physical body, right, so we always, so we're not we're not trying to get out of our body we're trying to incend. Into the, the the levels and layers within the human experience. Exactly,
0: and would you say that? Because for me, it's been a a journey of realizing that the transcendental experience is very important. Yeah, as the chain breaker. Yeah, right, and yeah. then we incend the the information, the downloads, the the experiential right experience into the
1: body yeah yeah you, you you're you getting a new vantage point on life yeah it's like you get blasted to the top of the mountain now you can see all the chess. you can see the chessboard, right right but you aren't you're no good if you're just staying on the on the mountain you actually right. have to come back and start moving the chess pieces right.
0: i know a lot of people on the mountain
1: <laughs> totally yeah right. and it's like we we try to live up there because it's it's easier but that's that's also hyper intellectual right Right. like to live up on the top of the mountain where where the highest altitude of air is so we're living in the the conceptual world of ideas right um but we're not able to physicalize those ideas so they actually don't really they're, they're not real right they're just they're just concepts or whatever
0: right that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense i um i feel more and more and more that consistency is really good for me as a, as an air sign yeah. dominant and the the groundingness is is what's really important for me the sunshine in the morning the qigong yeah. the feeling good viscerally good in my body and you know back to the 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 transcendental experience i find that you know my theory is epigenetically it allows us to kind of have the genome necessary in order to really integrate into being an evolved human yeah cuz maybe before or through all the conditioning, all the propaganda that we've all been subjected to—like our journey on Earth here—is to unlearn everything and then yeah. relearn everything yeah. as we grow these new systems. Um, it's like once we experience non-duality and infinity, our genome, our, our genetic expression mm-hmm. shifts mm. into this expansive. It has this this vastly different capacity for life, and it's like with that new capacity then we can really integrate into what it is to be an evolved human.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. That that's perfectly said. It's like, so all the, the nervous system work and even the trauma work, Mm. like, so the, the level of, of the paradigm of like the trauma world and addiction world is at the level of healing. Right. And and it's the same thing with the health world. Like it's at the level of healing. So the goal is to heal somebody. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Amazing. Now what? Right. Oh, okay. Then, then what? Then what? I've been asking this question in in just seeing the infinity of it. Right now, what? What? What do you do after you've healed? Right. Okay. Cool. Now, we get to test out what this body is capable of. Now that I'm not inhibited by this this trauma or mm-hmm. this this inflammation or this this in these nagging injuries or this psychic interference patterns Mm -hmm. or these addictions, right? Like so that that's, so people should be really inspired and really excited to have as much fun as they can, exploring their own human potential beyond the level of healing. Now, if you're in a state of healing, that is your purpose and your quest at this particular junction in your life is to move through that and navigate that. But also the, the what's going to help you get through it is having a vision yep. for your life beyond, beyond that this healing process. And that's, that's the whole thing with what we're trying to do with the nervous system is essentially we're increasing our, our voltage capacity. So when people are really tight, they're strung out, or they're they're right. they're you know they're they're adrenally fatigued, or they get anxious and reactive and and triggered very easily. They have a low voltage capacity. Right. They can't actually handle a lot of energy at the capacity of their operating system. So that so they need to develop practices to slowly and consistently start widening and expanding their capacity to manage and process energy right so they're they're able to essentially experience more of themselves right. and they're able to interface with the world outside of them um in a way that's healthy it's balanced and it's in harmony opposed to what so many people struggle with for so many different reasons and inability to interface with the world and um um and also process their own life experience. Right,
0: right. I love that, man. And it's right on point. And I love here on the map, purpose plus mission. And that mission is what's beyond it, Yes, it, and yes. Purpose comes initially through that. Exactly. Um, where can people look at this online?
1: Um, right now, it's it's being integrated in a group program that launches in a couple weeks. Gotcha. Um, so people, they'll have to join um, the group program. <laughs> Yeah, if they, I mean, if they can get into it before the 29th, I don't, I don't know when this is going to get launched. Oh yeah, it'll be after that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have something else for everybody though. Cool. Um, as far as this map goes, I'm going to be implementing this into my my upcoming website. Cool. If people want to get a copy of it, um, people can reach out to me. I'll, I'll send them a, I'll send them some kind of PDF or something. Awesome. Th- this is going to get. This is going to be built into a whole series of work. Right. Yeah. A process. Yeah.
0: It's like a coaching program.
1: Yeah. This is basically how I, this is what I take people through in my work.
0: I love this. This is cool, man. I really, really like this. Yeah. And, and I've been touching on the vision work more as well. My buddy talking about vision work, vision work, vision work. And I've been doing my own form of vision work with affirmations and manifestation and and visualization and, and connecting with that. But it's kinda of like the last thing I do in my morning routine. So the last things that I do in my morning routine are usually the ones that get skimped the most. Yes. Um and so I'm really interested in learning more about the vision work and, and really curating that vision because mm. the vision's there and I feel it and I'm surrendered to the flow yeah. of what's happening. And and since I've been surrendered to the flow of what's happening, I've noticed that I pick up on where the where the flowing river is actually going. Right. And so I really want to get more clear on that. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to integrate all this stuff. This is awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Awesome, Ronnie. So we're right about a at an hour. Um I know you catch some. It's only things been an hour. I know.
1: Oh wow, we squeezed a lot in there. I know. We squeezed wow. a lot into okay, an hour. Wow. Yeah,
0: that was great. Um, so where can people learn more about you, find your work and Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So easy place, Instagram, Facebook, Ronnie right. Landis, R O and and I R-O-N-N-I-E, Landis. Um, And then uh, my website right now is hhphealth.com. H-H-P-Health.com. And then uh, my flagship program that's relaunching is called the Ultimate Dopamine Reset Program. And this is a 21-day video self-study course. I've done many group programs, like six-week group programs on helping people recover and reboot and reset their dopamine system mm-hmm. uh, which we didn't even get into but that is right. like that is really in my opinion the most powerful practical thing that anybody can do to transform any addiction habit to also work through trauma because there's also additional tools and things that we embed into it yeah um but rebooting their their neuropathways and their dopamine and serotonin system in the brain which is largely responsible, not just for addiction, but, but for all behavioral, right. habitual patterning. Um, and uh, that, that's, a, that's an amazing program. And that, so this mm. is going to be relaunched potentially by the time that this comes out.
0: Think by February ish. Oh, before that, yeah, in cool. January. Cool.
1: In January, I'm I'm trying to get this out as soon as possible because so it'll be ready. The, for this the inspiration on this is like on fire for me. Awesome, and this is such a powerful piece of the puzzle, and so it's a simple program. It's a self study course, and it's kind of like my solution to people, especially with social media the digital dopamine distraction, all forms of, of, you know, all forms of the, just all the, the, the things that we all struggle with,
0: food, porn, cigarettes, Everything. that's right. All, all, all
1: of it. And the, in the deeper, the deeper chronic issues that lie underneath the surface of that. Awesome. Um, so again, that's the ultimate dopamine reset program. The website for that is going to be HHP health.com forward slash dopamine. Awesome. And people can just reach out to me on social media and I'm very accessible that way. Yep. Yep. Yes,
0: you are. Yeah. I reached out to you and I was like, this guy's awesome. We, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> hang out with him. So thank you so much, brother. Yeah, brother. I feel like Appreciate we're going to, we're going to have to do another one of these and, We'd and love to. go deeper into the dopamine. Cause I need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all
0: do. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you so much. And Ronnie, thank you so much again, brother. Yeah, much love everyone. See you next time Hey there family and thank you so much for listening to the podcast If you enjoyed this episode, then I invite you to go and leave a five-star review With some words of love and encouragement I read each and every review each and every comment So you know that i'm gonna feel that love in my heart and reflect it right back to you Reviews are so important They bring a big smile to my face. They motivate me and inspire me. So if you enjoyed the episode, please go let me know. And don't forget to go show our sponsors some love, guys. Our sponsors are amazing. They're amazing people with amazing products, amazing missions, and I love them. I buy every single product that sponsors this podcast, and I love each and every one of them. And I know you will, too. There's only one way to find out, so go check them out, guys. Also, don't forget to go to connectandevolve.com and check out everything we have coming up for 2022. We have our sacred embodiment retreats in Sedona, Arizona. Five of them this year, and they are going to go quick. And I would love for you guys to be there. They're gonna be incredible, super transformational, and it's just such a blessing to do this work beautiful Red Rocks of Sedona. So that's connectandevolve.com forward slash retreats. Also, we have our breathwork facilitator trainings happening all year long, and they're the six week online powerhouse trainings where you learn how to share the power of the breath with the world and make a living doing it. We also have our quantum coaching and all the other healing offerings that we have there at connectandevolve.com. So go check it out, guys. In the meantime, I love you all. So, so much gratitude for each and every one of you. Remember that you are the light and that we are the keepers of the new earth. This is our time to shine, family. So go out there and thrive. Until next time, be blessed. Peace.